Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug and play options and join the Brand X family today. You plus Brand X equals youth program success. Hey guys, welcome back to another U18 on the Youth Fitness Podcast with the Martin Family. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about movement solutions and the concept of movement solutions, uh, something that we bring up a lot in our teachings, but we realize we haven't gone in depth yet on this podcast as to what movement solutions actually are. So that's the topic of today. So what are movement solutions? So they are how a person accomplishes any physical task. So that comes from a variety of things, and we want to really give you an idea to anchor on before we go into depth on that by giving you a visual example. And that visual example is in a link in the description of this podcast, but it was also posted on April 19th of 2022. On our Instagram. On our Instagram feed. And it was a side-by-side video of two young boys. I think they were 10 or 11 years old. And the task was... Pick up a log on, from the end, mm-hmm. like a 50 pound log, pick a log up to a shoulder height, do three squats, and then three overheads. Mm-hmm. Put the log overhead three times. And the boys accomplish the task differently. The first boy comes in, he deadlifts the log to the knee height, pick, uses his knee to get the, the log up to his shoulders, does his squats, and then, and then locks in and does three presses overhead. While the second boy does clean to get the bar or get the uh, log to his shoulders and then does his three squats and then three push presses with the log. And really what you see there is both the kids accomplished the tasks they were asked to do. Mm. One accomplished it more efficiently. Mm. And that was from exposure and access to training. And um, it's just a great visual of, 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 kids being asked to accomplish something and then given the opportunity to accomplish it with the, uh, the tools that they already have. Right. And you're going to see that change across ages, ability, uh, exposure to patterns, exposure to different environments. You're going to see that change a lot, right? Like I could say to a child, Hey, we're going to drag this 50 pound sandbag. I want you to get this 50 pound sandbag from point A to point B. Let's call it 15 yards. Uh, Child one might throw that sandbag over their shoulder, pick it up, do a clean, and throw it over their shoulder and walk with the sandbag. Child two may be lacking strength, maybe lacking certain patterns, maybe just decides to drag it backwards. Child three might pick it up and carry it in the in the front hold. You know, child four might roll it, might roll it right? Like there's different solutions to that exact same task, and none of them are wrong. It's just that one is most efficient, one is most effective, and that comes from exposure to the widest variety possible. So that is what a movement solution is. It's just a solution to a physical task. And, and we, 
we see a reduction in the level of creativity and the access to a number of solutions in each individual child due to the things we've been talking about, lack of play and just movement exposure itself. So we definitely want to get kids experimenting. If you think about kids playing outside and there's a creek running through the area and two rocks close together and one rock far away, you could have all kinds of ways to figure about how you're going to cross that creek. You may have one kid swing from a branch. You may have one kid broad jump where the, where the edges are more narrow. You may have one child go across those rocks. So naturally in, in a play environment, kids are doing this or exploring and experimenting with how to solve things, but we don't necessarily have them in that natural environment. So they're learning it in the gym. And that example that, that uh, Keegan gave, that would be a, a gym or a school ground, mm -hmm. right? Where they're, they're manipulating a gym, a piece of gym equipment. So we want to give them as much exposure as we can in all environments so that we have the best opportunity that they retain those solutions, that they retain the learnings from moving around and, and trying to solve those problems. And we do have a couple of concrete examples too, of what we do in gym. They're simple things. I mean, we can do it, you know, really simplistically hand a, uh, in the preaching team class, hand a 10-pound medicine ball to kids and say, throw it as far as you can. Right. You know, kids who are really conversant with, like, the hinge and, and how to make their body, you know, ex explode and use the power of the hips will do two-hand throw. Other kids will throw from the chest. But it is it does come down to what they've been exposed to, right. how conversant they are with the, with the movement patterns. And uh, you can do it can be as simple as that. We notice uh, often uh, with throws, that's a great example because throws, there's so many varieties, right? But if we get a basketball player in and we start uh, doing mole balls, they almost always will shift to a one-handed throw at the top. And it's really kind of fun to watch. It's, it's just that's what that's how they solve that really explode problem because that's what they've used the most. Right. And I think it's something that's missing from a lot of a lot of programs now, right? Because you look at programs for youth, and a lot of times it's like, hey, this is the exact task. Uh, let's call it the workout is going to be seven box jumps, seven cleans, 200 meter run. But there's not a lot of open-ended tasks in there that say, hey, you're going to move this object from point A to point B. Do it however you want to do it. There's not a lot of uh, you're going to go from you know, this place to this place, do it however you want to do it. There's not a lot of room for experimentation and that experimentation and that exploration in those new environments and through different tasks is what leads to creative solutions, right? So that's really what's missing a lot of times from, you know, a lot of the programs out there is they're so definitive and these are the, the specific movements, these are the specific tasks, but there's not a lot of room for exploration. There's not a lot of room for experimentation. So including some of those open-ended tasks allows us to create these movement solutions and then make them more effective, more safe, more efficient. I think that, you know, if you come back to the original idea of functional fitness, the original idea was that we come in the gym, we do stuff, and then it applies to outside of the gym. Right. And it kind of got a narrower, narrower idea that really what we were looking, working on was like cardiovascular. Like I was... I was in shape enough to do whatever I was going to do outside of the gym. Right. But what we want to do is kind of go back to what we did originally. It was like, you know, lift odd things, move odd things from this place to this place. You know, you have, um, I remember doing, doing workouts with the teams where, you know, a kid had to move from one place to another place while another kid tried to stop them from moving.
experience. Right. right? Those, all of those things require experimentation and you know, exploration and learning, which is your That's key. Yeah. And what's, what's cool is you're going to actually watch them change the solution to the problem. If yep. you, if you allow them that opportunity to explore and experiment, right? Like we could say, Hey, you're going to move this from point A to point B and you'll watch 10 different ways of doing it. And then all of a sudden the kids realize, Hey, he's getting through these rounds almost twice as fast as we are over here. And they watch how that child's doing it. So then they start to move that way and they realize it's more efficient. Right. And then there's a tweak to that. And, you know, round five of the workout where they realize, oh, now I'm fatigued in this way. What's the next most efficient way to move it? And then what's the next most efficient way? So you watch that change in the course of a workout. And then the next time it's brought up, you'll see that that movement solution has been retained because they've been allowed to uh, to explore it, to experiment with it. And additionally, within a peer environment, they're watching the other people, the other kids solving it. They're watching their peers solve it in a different way. And, ah, oh, I never thought of that. I could hook my arm over that wall and scoot up with my legs. I was thinking I had to clear the whole thing with a jump, but now I realize I could do it that way. All of a sudden, new solutions, because they're in a peer-rich environment, are going to start to happen as well. Other people's ideas, with the, with the really little ones, we will stop and talk about, hey, what did you see other people do? Did you get any ideas? And we'll make it very obvious and have a conversation about it to help embed what those learnings were visually as well as experimentally. We've given a couple of ideas on the appreciating team group, uh, throwing things, carrying things, that kind of thing for uh, coaches' classes. What about the younger kids? As far as examples? Yeah. uh, There's two that come to mind. I just mentioned a wall climb and a variation, so I'm going to skip that one. But limbo is one of the fun things that kids love to do musical limbo we're lowering that bar and the classic you know we want you to kind of back bend under it we found over time that kids are less and less able to do that so at some point we realized we had to give them options for movement either under or over the bar so now we say you can go any way under and you can go any way over and that usually is a jump and we'll talk to them about what kinds of jumps they might try but we'll allow any movement under or over. So that's just one way to give them the opportunity for movement solutions. Another really popular one with the littles is called um, uh, Follow the Spartan Leader. And that is an obstacle course where you've got all kinds of features and you allow each child to decide exactly how they're going to go through it and the other kids will follow. But every child gets to come up with their own movement solutions throughout through the course and the other child has children have to copy it. You guys can think about this in terms of base building. So when you talk about the age groups for, for movement solutions and you think about physical literacy, right? Physical literacy is the ability to interact. The definition starts with the ability to interact with the environment around you. So when you talk about movement solutions, when it comes to, to you know, solving a physical task, interaction with the, with the environment around you begins with just you. So the base portion of this would be, how do I get myself from point A to point B? So whether that's underneath an object, over an object, across an object, not touching an object, right? How do I move myself in the world around me? And what solutions do I bring to the table with that? So it could be, you know, let's get around the gym without touching the ground. Let's, you know, play the floor is lava uh, gym variation. It could be, you know, how do I climb up something? How do I climb underneath something in any variation possible, whether that's limbo or going up and over objects, maybe avoiding certain things. It's just themselves. And then build on top of that is going to be themselves plus an object. So how do I get myself plus this object from point A to point B? 
how do I get myself plus this object underneath this thing or around this thing without touching it? And then boost is going to be, how do I get myself and an object uh, from point A to point B while somebody else or something else tries to stop? So you guys can think of it in that, in that tiered system. Base build boost, as always, applies to everything that we do. And it definitely applies to movement solutions. So themselves first, base uh, build is themselves plus an object. Boost is themselves object and somebody else trying to sell it. Awesome. That's it. That's U18 on movement solutions. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. That's it for today's U18. Since we like to end with a gamer challenge, let's hear from a youngster in one of our Brandex programs about one of their favorites. Hi, my name is Lily Harris. I'm from Brandex St. Louis. And one of my favorite games I like to play with a big group of people is called Steal the Bacon. So first you get the big group of people and split them in half. And we like to do it to where the people are across from each other are around the same age. And then when they're, they number off and when their number is called, they both try to steal the bacon, which is just any object that they can grab. And then once you get the bacon, you try to run back to your side. If the, you get back to your side, it's two points. And if the other person tags you, it, they get one point. But if you both pull at the same time, it's a tie and nobody wins. Okay, you guys ready? We're gonna yeah! Okay. Number 10. Indigo had Tegan, so now they're gonna go back to their side and their team would get a point. Seven. Now he made it back without getting tagged, so their team would get two points. Okay, let's do one more, Lily. Okay. Um, 12. Oh, got him. And that is how you play the game. That was a youth fitness podcast, Topics on Youth Fitness with Focus on Doing What's Best for Kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.